So I think we all know what the gospel is, or we have at least an idea of it, because we probably all heard it at a certain point, right? That what Jesus did on the cross and lived the perfect sinless life, and um, he's our Savior, and when you put your faith in him, that's your salvation. That's kind of like the brief, brief overview of the gospel. But um, I was reading these verses the other night in the Bible, in Ephesians um, chapter 2, verses 11 through 22, and it really just, it really made me think because it, it, I like how in-depth it got with, um, with explaining exactly what Jesus did on the cross and how that uh, united us together and broke down the barriers and um, made us into a family and um, made salvation possible. Um, so I was, I, I started off reading Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. Um, I, I, I've, I've, I've had that one read for quite some time now. Um, where it's, you know, we're, we're saved by grace through faith in Christ. It is a gift from God, not of ourselves. And it's not done by our own work, so we don't boast in it. Um, it's kind of like an overview of the scripture, right? It's not the actual scripture, quote, from quote or quote, quote, unquote. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, um, mainly because I've been hearing so much debate around um, whether we are saved saved by faith and works or faith and grace alone but you know just go to ephesians 2 8 through 9 puts it right there boom you know saved by grace through faith in christ um and i kept reading and i got to this point in ephesians where it talks about jew and gentile reconciled through christ and i kept reading through it and i really like how i put this i'm just gonna read it um it's verses 11 through 22 and it goes like this Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, in parentheses it says, which is done in the body by human hands. Verse 12, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity, out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Verse 18 is really powerful, right? The, the one and only mediator. Right, for through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Uh, verse 19, wrap it up here. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, 
built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. So that's that's verses 11 through 22. And verse 15, uh, in the different translations, it uses the word abolishing. Um, we see that in the ESV version, in the um, NASB version, the King James version. Um, and it basically uses the word abolishing. It says, by abol this is the ESV, by abolishing the law of commandments, expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace. So, um, and this is from uh, Bible references, really good, really good study guide. Uh, so what does Ephesians 2.15 mean? And I really like this. It uses the Greek word here. It says the word translated as abolish here is the Greek word katargesis. I think I pronounced that right. I heard it pronounced on a website, and I just hope I got it right. Or Katar, no, yeah, Katar, Jesus, not not Jesus. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's the Greek word. I'm trying to pronounce it here. Katar, Jesus. I think I said it right. I don't know though. <laughs> okay, I'm not good at Greek. Okay. This literally means to render inoperative or to remove all power from. But check this out. Paul's intent is to say that the purpose of the law has been completed. That sounds familiar though, right? Because when Jesus was up on the cross, what did he say? He said, it is finished. It is finished. So he's saying the purpose of the law has been had been completed. He calls the law good in other places, Romans 7, 12, 1 Timothy 1, 8. Yet his emphasis here is that it no longer separated Jews and Gentiles from one another. Instead, the focus of a believer should be on common salvation in Jesus, which makes us one family. So that's the focus of a believer, okay, is a common salvation in Jesus that makes us one family. Instead of the traditional conflict between Jews and Gentiles, God's intent with the gospel was a family based on Christ rather than law, rooted in salvation rather than circumcision. The result of this change was peace. Paul would open his letter with peace, Ephesians 1-2. Highlight it throughout his letter, Ephesians 2-14, and end with peace, Ephesians 6-23. He greatly emphasized peace, both as a Jew among Gentiles and speaking to his city that had long known war and conflict. Peace was greatly desired by many, yet found only in the one Lord Jesus Christ. So when I'm reading this, right, I'm really hearing of the work that Jesus did on the cross was completing the law, 
on our behalf, you know, because we're sinful people. And by the world we live in, it's a sinful, broken world. So by our sinful nature, um, we we can't live up to God's standard because God's standard is perfection and holy. Right? I mean, that, that that's just God's nature. That That's who God is. God is perfect and God is holy. And we, as sinful beings, just by nature in a sinful world, we can't live up to that standard. We needed Jesus. We needed a perfect, um, sinless Savior to complete the law on our behalf so that way we can have a way to the Father. And that's what He did for us. That's our means of salvation. That's our means of access to God is by Jesus, by that perfection, by that holiness. And without that, we 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 miss that. We don't have that, right? And when when I say it's God's nature, it's God's nature, right? He's he's, he's perfection and his holiness. And it means that there's no sin, right? Because sin, any sin, is not perfect. And it's not holy. Any sin. It, 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 it's not just murder these or these um certain sins but all sin is sin right i mean when you look at the fall of of humanity right it 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 was it was by the first humans adam and eve it was by them eating an apple out of an act of disobedience towards god sin is sin right and it separates us from god because god is perfect and he's holy and jesus represented this Right? He was perfect. He was holy. He was the Son of God. And He completed the law for us on our behalf. And without that, there is no way. There is no truth. There is no salvation. But I really like how, how it, 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 it put that in those verses, 11 through 22. It really talks about um, the completion of the law that Jesus completed the law and destroyed any kind of separation there right and that's that's what he did for us i mean it's basically the gospel and in a overview but i just like how in how in depth it got into it and how it used um the greek translation for abolish when it says, you know, by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace. And that Greek word, which I'm probably not going to pronounce again because I don't think I pronounced it right at all. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll, 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 I'll try it again. Katar Jesus. Like I said, I, 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 I heard it pronounced in like before I started recording, so I, I think I got it. I just don't want to mess up the recording, so I don't want to hear it again. <laughs> but yeah, and it, it literally means to render inoperative or to remove all power from, basically saying that the purpose of the law had been completed again. Or not again, I'm just saying I'm, I'm saying this again. You guys know how I do these podcasts. Sometimes I repeat things over and over again, but um, I just want to get the point out there. You know, I really liked those verses. I really liked the overview there. I like how in depth it got to it. Really good stuff. 
Um, again, that's Ephesians 2 through 11. And if you want to read the... Um, if you want to read the translations that have the word uh, abolishing in there, that's you, know, you can find that in the ESV version, the NASB version, the King James version. And that's where you'll find where it uses the word abolish or abolishing. Okay. But yeah, I just wanted to put that out there, uh, make a little episode on that, just talking about that. Really good stuff. But um, I'll leave you guys with that. Just a tiny bit of insight on that stuff. This stuff is so great to me. I, I just get so into like 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 the uh, Greek translations and the in-depthness to it. It really makes you dig, but that's what you find the most out of, right? Is when you dig and you use the spirit and you're just in this constant communication. It's just it's it's great stuff. But anyway, um, that's all I got for this episode. Uh, download and share the episode if you want. You know, um, follow the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. You guys know what it is. Um, and if this is your first time listening, welcome to the podcast. Or if you're a regular listener, um, thanks for stopping by again um, and lending me your time for for listening. But um, anyway, I'll let you guys go on that note. Um, Thanks for listening. Thanks for your time. And until next time, we'll get at you with another episode. All right. Thanks, everyone.